Your actions are so loud I can't hear a word you're saying. You probably either heard that or have said that a time or two. We'll take a look at the truth of that out of Ephesians next on Truth For Today. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. We could also say out of the abundance of the heart, the body acts. Hi there. Welcome to Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. We're continuing our series, God's Design for Life, out of the book of Ephesians. Part of that design is that we would live and act like who we say we are, not taking the Lord's name in vain, literally. We would invite you to join us as we understand what it means to act like who we are. With this edition of Truth For Today, here's Pastor Phil Howard. to run the home like the home you grew up in. You never saw a conflict resolved biblically. You may have never seen family prayer time. You never saw a Christian joy in a home. And you can go right into your own so-called Christian marriage, bringing all the patterns from your unsaved home. And that's the way mom and dad did it. That's the way we're going to do it. And all of a sudden, you say, well, we're Christians. That doesn't mean you're running a home like Christians. And it comes to child rearing. I see a lot of you, you're feeding bodies. You're not training minds. Uh, Your kids are going to, who knows, be whatever. You know what? You don't even need God to train a kid manners. You don't need the Holy Spirit just to teach them to respect adults. Some of your kids might need capture, just now healing up from where they bit me. You need rabies shots around some of these kids. You know what's wrong? Nobody's training them. They're just feeding them. Boy, it's quiet, isn't it? Blessed quietness. It's all right. I can take it. See, when my dad took me to a home and my five brothers and sisters, we weren't allowed to ask for anything. We sat down. You only move when he gives you permission. And when he saw that face squirming, he knew you had to go to the bathroom. Daddy, daddy, go. Be back. You have 30 seconds. Not quite that bad. But other words, we were under his authority and your house would look the same when we left. It's not in the text, but I just want to get this off my chest. I have a new granddaughter and I'm trying to teach my daughters to train them this way. My house goes down $100 in net value every time my grandchildren visit. (laughs) If you feel led to paint, to replace, come on over. They just come over and go zonkers. And my wife is this way, isn't it wonderful? (laughs) All the stuff will just perish, Philip. I said, it could last a little longer if we can get them to sit up. And they'd a lot rather be with grandma than brother gorilla. Because she's right, really. Because I like everything. Just Sit down. Be still, JP. Oh, we had a great time at grandpa's. Because see, when he goes over to my brother's house, they just... Man, they just take over. They, man, they built the house for them practically. 
They're free, free. Come to my house, sit down. We're godly here. I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about basic training. I don't know how you grew up in your family. I don't know how your dad treated your mother. I've seen many guys, even Christians, they all wind up treating their wife like their dad did. He's not your model unless he was a Christian and did it the Christian way. And that's what he's telling them. I want you to put off the old way of thinking, the old way of resolving conflict, the old way of doing everything from money to your marriage to the, how you think about sex, to what you do in every area because you have put on a new man. This is the only time in the Bible it's ever used. He didn't use the clothing as a coat. He said, you put on a person. You've been clothed with a new personality, Jesus Christ. And he's on display when you say, I'm his. It's his personality we're looking to come through. I don't want to know if you're German, Italian, African-American, or Anglo. I want to know if Jesus is your wardrobe. I'm looking for Jesus in the saints. And if I can't see him in the saints, I'm going to call you an ain't. You just ain't a saint until he starts coming through. And you said, I've put off some things. Now, is there anything in your life that um, you've been a Christian a while that you've not put off, that God's been telling you to put off? Uh, I just put down some things like, how many of you knew you got saved because you did something with your mouth? Does, does, do people know you're a Christian when you start talking? What fills the heart fills the mouth. I'm with some believers sometimes. You never know they were Christian. They talk about everything but Jesus and his word. Morals. I mean, come on. Money. What, what are the things? How you deal with stress. You used to have to smoke a joint. Now you can have a prayer meeting. How many of you still smoking joints? You need to get over it. That's not the way the Christian deals with anxiety. It's cheaper than that. You just talk to God. And you don't even have to know the dealer. You just talk to God. He said, if you're anxious, talk to me and I'll replace it with peace. Where else could you get a bargain like that? Some of you have been in trouble because you smoke more joints than you can pay for and they're looking for you. It's a dangerous, dangerous way to deal with anxiety. Then he says, put on the new mindset for living. Verse 23 and it's a present tense. Uh, the others were, you should have done it. But then he says, and I want you to be made new in the attitude of your minds. And it's the same thing he said in Romans, that our mind, our mindset is something that has to be under constant renewal. That's proof that we've identified with Christ. Cognitive therapy says if you want to change a person's behavior, change their thinking. And that seems to be a biblical approach. Change the way you think to change the way you act. 
Uh, let's say you become a believer. Let's say you've been a male chauvinist and a womanizer all your life and you become a Christian. Well, all of a sudden, God has to start working on your mind to view women as not sex objects, but as people of value, worth, and of a contribution. So you're no longer in the using women business. You're in the business of treating them as people of worth without any sensuality connected. I mean, that may be a total new worldview for you. It was for these Gentiles. A lying, stealing, all that stuff. And he says, but it's got to start with your mind. That's why the moment you become a believer, we want you to get in the word. Because the word begins to get the old garbage out and starts putting a new paradigm in your mind of how to live and how to respond. And that's what it's about. And that's why that first year of your Christian is very frustrating because there'll be times you'll lapse and you may do something in the old life. He said, oh, I must not be saved. No, no, you're learning how to walk. You're just learning how to walk. You got to confess and say, I don't want to do that anymore. I want to put that behind me. I remember going to Helms after I first got saved, going to the ninth grade. And those guys always hung out the front gate, cut low, cussed, and talked about every girl that went by. Well, the same old buddies, they don't know I got saved. Guy went by, and before I knew it, I cut load him and cussed him out of habit, out of instinct. And just like that, the Holy Spirit went off in me, and I got, over, I got away from the guys. I got in this corner, and I said, what is it, Lord? I, I just knew I, I felt bad. I felt like I did something wrong. It was like the Lord says, I don't want you to talk that way anymore. But the Lord, that's why I've been talking for 15 years. You never put on Christ before. You were never in Christ before. Well, Lord, what am I supposed to do? Go apologize. Oh, no, Lord, they'll make fun of me. That boy feels good when I cuss him. He knows I love him. I went to this guy. Would you please forgive me for calling your mama a name? He said, what's wrong with you, Howard? I thought we were buddies. I know, but I met Jesus. Oh, get out of here. He did. He just pushed me. Man, get out of here. Don't do that church stuff. He, he didn't know what went on, but I got clean. And I started cleaning up my mouth because I got a new identity. I'm a new person. And what confuses me pastoring low these many years is those who claim to be Christians and they're still wearing the old wardrobe and a strong believer in the security of God's people, a strong believer, I believe that election like horseradish, make no apologies, but I also believe regeneration gives a new life that changes you because it's all over the Bible and no change makes me suspicious. You've not met the one believers have met. Do I do that to get you under guilt and condemnation? No, I do that so you can search your heart before you die and meet him and say, I didn't have the right thing. Because he said back there in Matthew 7, some will land to the city and say, Lord, Lord. Man, they know the language, Yahweh, Yahweh. But they're saying, Master, Master, Kyrios, Kyrios. Oh, 
you're the Lord. They made the right declaration. He said, I don't know you guys. You obviously know who I am, but I don't know you. You never made the connection. Well, uh, I ask you this. Uh, Where's God changing your life? Has the word of God been changing your priorities, uh, the way you treat those closest to you? Sometimes the church is full of gray-haired babies. They've been saved forever and never grown up because they've not changed their clothing. They're still wearing diapers. And they should have gotten the uniform of the soldier on. Grow up into Christ. Uh, I ask you young people, uh, are you believers? I hope you are. Some of you are. At least three of you. Who knows? If you can self the way the Americans think about sex and MTV and dating, it doesn't the Bible look like it's written on Noah's Ark? So I, I'm never going to have a date if I do it the Bible way. I'm never going to be able to get married. That may be a blessing compared to being married the way some folks are married. There's things worse than not being married. One is being miserably married. You know no husband or wife can amen that. I mean, we're going to look at you quick say, woo, come in for counseling. Um, I ask, has the word of God shaped our young people? Now that, uh, who determines how you date? MTV? Brittany? Uh, do you read that, those junk magazines? I can't help but I go to the line, Brittany, out on drugs, drunk all the time. Mariah, just coming back. Just got out of rehab, 109. I said, these are our stars. Yeah, I'm hooked. This one star, a man just told me, he said, the whole arm was just lined up with the needle marks. But I'm a star, a model for a young generation. A model for what? Just because you can get your clothes off the quickest and get in the sack the quickest and don't know who the father's going to be because you can get an abortion or you can get AIDS. This is the model. Living the way God wants you, you can live a lot longer than a crowd killing themselves. Sin's a killer. Do you know how to date? If I had my way, no young person could date till they're 18 because why get all this passion going and not have any direction? Who's going to pay the bills when you're through making out? Sex before marriage. You got to be kidding. You know what? Anymore when people make uh, counseling appointments with me, I seldom get anyone, if they weren't going to get married, that aren't sleeping together. Never thought that happened in the church. Well, everybody's doing it. We well, have the Gentiles, the Californians are doing it. We know that. And I'm not talking about your former life. I'm talking about since you took Christ as this new identity. Does Christ go to bed with anyone? First Corinthians 6, he told the Corinthians, quit taking Christ to bed with harlots. For when you jo join your body to a harlot, you take Christ and join him. He doesn't want to be in an immoral situation because you are now so clothed in him. Your identity is so part of him that when you cuss, he's cussing. When you are immoral, he's immoral because he gets credit for it because you say, I'm clothed with Christ. He didn't say Christ moved out. He said, because you belong to Christ and you're members of his body. Shall I then take the members of Christ's body and make them members of a harlot? God forbid. 
Turn to Romans. Look at Romans 13. I get more time, so just hold on. The roast to wait. Listen to what he says. Romans 13, 12. Let us behave decently as in the daytime, not in orgies and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and debauchery, not in dissension and jealousy. Rather, clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ and do not think about how to gratify the desires of the sinful nature. Put on Christ. And when you put on Christ, you'll put off this. Now, there's something amazing here. This is an amazing thing. Both in Colossians and Ephesians, he's assuming you've already put off Adam and that you've been put into Christ, but now he's making like an uh, imperative demand. Now live like who you've become. Let your behavior catch up with your granite position. You're in the family now. You're in Jesus Christ. You're saved forever. Now put on the new, put on Christ-like ethics, Christ-like behavior is what he's telling them. And it's so tough with our young people that it's like I'm saved but I'm going to live like MTV until I'm about 30, because that's when you pick up morals. Maybe. Because I'm not going to let Christ mess with me in all those areas until I do what I want to do. And then I want to remind him, by the way, you know I received you at camp, and you've got to take me to heaven. He's going to say to you, the fruit says you haven't met me, the obedience is not there. The pattern's not there. And when the storm comes, you will not stand. Because those who are clothed in Christ in position come to be clothed in Christ in their practice. Well, I put some things here. Peers, are you still running with the peers that corrupt you? Young couples, I think of you in family life. Are you training children? Or are you just acting like a lot of young couples that just want stuff, stuff, stuff? Too busy to train what God's given you. Uh, I think of uh, men. Are you leading the home or are you just eating there? Uh, mothers, young wives, are you nurturing your spirit in God's way or daytime sitcoms full of evil situations? You see, the media has become the new ethical teacher in our culture. That's why a young person in Des Moines, Iowa, acts as bad as a kid in San Francisco, California. And you'll look on the news and say, well, how did that kid learn to spike his hair that way? How did he get that purple? They don't do that back there in Iowa. They just feed hogs and raise corn. But we got MTV all over this country. The media tells our young people how to act. They tell them what's in, in style, how to dress. And so a uniformity across the country, you can be out here in Dunksville. You can be out there so far back that only the cattle and the deer and antelope roam. And all of a sudden you see this kid, man, he looks as weird as the rest of us. He looks like he's raised in California where everybody's weird. Where did he learn that? Where did he come up with that? I just saw it on TV, and they taught me how I should dress. If it works for Brittany, it's got to work for me. Principle three, put on the new man, what you are in Christ. This new man is characterized by righteousness and holy behavior. And he says that. He said, put on, 
put on the new self created to be like God. And when I'm like God, how is that manifested? Two descriptions. I'll act righteously and I'll walk in holiness. And that's exactly what he told Israel in Leviticus. It's what he's telling us. You learn to act like who you worship. You learn to act like your God. If your God sex, you'll act that way. If your God is the God of the Bible, righteousness and holiness is the behavior of those who know him. It sounds weird, doesn't it? It sounds radical. You know what I think of sometimes when I see some of you? And I'm talking just the church world that I get around once in a while. Some of you are sort of like Lazarus who is dead for three days. And uh, you might have been resurrected and raised from the dead. But you remember his problem? He still had grave clothes on him. He's all bound up. They wrapped him up. They put all these uh, preservatives, as it were, alloys and perfume. They wrapped it. It was a powder. And it would weigh a lot. They'd wrap him and wrap him, handle like a mummy. And when Christ said, come forth, Lazarus, he came out. But this is how he was. And he's just like that. He can't, he's like a mummy. He can't do a thing. He's got life, but he's now not dressed for life. He's still dressed in the grave clothes. And some of you, I think, are still wearing grave clothes from the old life. When you're dead towards God, when you're dead in sin, you've, you've got old patterns, perhaps, old way of thinking that you've drug into your Christian life and you wonder, something's sapping me. The joy's there. The, the spirit is grieving in me. And he's going to go down through this list. And he's going to give us about eight or nine things. It says, put this off, put this on. Put this off, put this on, because he's going to give you the behavior that befits your new identity. You know, if I had served for 10 years, maybe 20 years at San Quentin, and the warden finally decided to grant me parole, would it not be something for them to just that day, just drive me over to Richmond, throw me out, and leave me in the prison clothes? I mean, everybody would be scared. They'd think I'm an escaped convict. But you know what they do? When they let them out, they get them a set of civilian clothing. We don't want you to be identified with prison life anymore. And I'm going to say to you, if you've been let out of the prison of sin, put on a new wardrobe. Dress in your mind and in your actions like a believer. Uh, don't copy the old Gentile, American, bankrupt California, MTV, Britney Spears, Who, Eagles, and all those guys you don't even remember, you young people, the bands that were really good. We're never going to impact our world until we quit acting like it. They'll never think we've got reality as long as we keep trying to say, we run to you to get our thrills. We run back here when Aunt Lucille's about to die. Church is only good when you're about to die. It's no good when you want to live. And you've got to know that. And I'd ask myself, do I know the God that has dressed me in Christ and now all my desire is to learn to carry the ethical behavior 
that befits my new identity. Who are you? <laughs> Who are you? Do you know him? Has he forgiven you? Or are you going back to the old hog den, old ethics that was sending you to hell, destroying your marriage, may destroy the home that you were raised in. There's nothing back there but pain and no gain. It's aimless and uh, you get something better. Pastor Phil Howard here in our series, God's Design for Life. Getting a clue, an understanding, an idea of just how much God really loves us and the design that he has for your life and mine. This is Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. And as we conclude our time together today, we're mindful of the fact that there might be those of you who would enjoy hearing this program again. As always, we have copies available on CD. Simply call or write to us or stop by our website. You can reach us by phone at 855 833-9864. That's 855-833-9864. Or stop by our website, truthfortodayradio.org. As you contact us, please bear in mind that we do continue this radio broadcast here on this station through the generous support of Truth For Today sustainers, folks just like you. With your dollars as you partner with us financially, we'll provide to you, as our way of saying thanks, a quarterly newsletter, a once-a-year special gift. Take a break with Pastor Phil, the weekly video devotional. It's all available for you as you partner with us financially. For more information, give us a call. Our phone number, once again, is 855-833-9864. And then come back and join us next time for another broadcast of Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. 